0: Welcome to 2024, <laughs> welcome to Real Church for Real People, so glad you joined us, so let me take a moment, look in the camera, say hello to all of our locations, wherever you're uh, gathering with us today, and those of you joining us online as well, we are glad you are along for the ride, and whether you're uh, new to the journey, or this place is home for you, you're somewhere in between, I'm very, very glad you're here, and you chose to start 2024, uh, right here at church. And before we jump into the message, I do want to just share with you some of what's coming up here in the month of January as we start a new year. But I thought we'd take a moment first and celebrate how 2023 ended. Uh, 48, over 4,800 people joined us for our Christmas gatherings across our locations. Yeah, awesome. And best of all, 68 people put their faith in Jesus at one of our locations just during Christmas. So I want to take a moment, just say thank you for all of you who uh, who pray and give and believe and serve and are generous here. Thank you for everything you do. It's making a difference. I'm proud of you. I love you. I'm so grateful to get to be a part of this with you. And I really believe this is going to be an amazing year. And as you heard, we're starting a new semester of J groups in just a few weeks. If you're New to our church, these are small groups of people doing life together throughout the week and connecting our picture of the spiritual journey is that we take shape spiritually as we gather, connect, and serve. And connecting happens in J groups, which means now is the time to register a group uh, that you want to lead this semester. And I wanna encourage you, if you've been in a group in the past, encourage you to lead a group. We wanna create these spaces for people to connect. Everyone who gathers here, We want you to have an opportunity to get connected in a group. One of the best things you can do uh, for your spiritual growth is to lead a group. Always uh, just helps me when I'm creating a space for other people to connect with God, connect with a few other people. So make plans for that. And then Monday, we begin 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'm very excited about this. Yeah, I'm fired up about it. It's an incredible part of the way we start our year. We actually join with thousands of churches all over the world for 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'll tell you more about it in a few minutes, but just know that I believe in it. I'm very excited about it. I think it's the best way you can start your 2024. So today, we are kicking off a new series called Beyond the Surface. And wherever you are and wherever you land when it comes to God and faith and and, uh, spiritual things, I think a lot of us, crave more spiritually in our lives. We might not always put it in, that, uh, in those terms, but we crave more spiritual awareness and purpose. There's a big word that people use sometimes, transcendence. Like We wanna know that our lives have meaning and purpose beyond what we uh, maybe see and feel and experience in the day to day, and that's where an experience with God comes in, but the problem is that we live in a world that can seem very non-spiritual much of the time, right? we don't wake up in the mornings necessarily feeling like oh just i'm i feel spiritual sometimes we just feel like where's the coffee pot you know we're just we're kind of going through a very physical life life creates a lot of demands on our time and our energy and this world just doesn't always feel like a spiritual place and our lives don't always feel spiritual so the question is what if god is actually closer to us then we think, and he wants to reveal more of himself to us, and we're just missing it, and not necessarily by a mile, but we're just missing it in some simple ways. That's the thought behind this series, and I wanna encourage you to come uh, every weekend during this series. Every message will lead into the following one and, and then build on the one before it all month long. Uh, I, I really help, believe it can help you grow spiritually as we start this year. So let's jump in. I don't know about you, uh, but I ate a lot of food between December 25th and December 31st. Anybody else? Anybody still able to lift your hand? All of our locations still still have that ability after that week, after Christmas. Uh, I just ate a lot of food. Uh, I did not exercise very much. Anybody else? Did not exercise very much that week. Uh, my walks to and from the fridge, I don't feel like count. Uh, as exercise. And then not only that, but my sleep patterns were thrown off. Anybody else has some crazy kind of sleep patterns that week after? I stayed up late uh, some nights and then, you know, I didn't sleep enough and all that stuff. Pretty normal. It's the holidays. Most of us experience that uh, during that last week of the year. But the truth is, every day it can feel like there's a battle going on for many of us between these kind of physical desires that we have and, and what, let's put it this way, there's a battle going on between what we want long term, like this, we want a meaningful life, a, a productive life, a happy life, a healthy life. There's a battle between that and what we want right now physically, which often is a second helping of whatever that was, right? And some uninterrupted time to sleep it off as a bonus. That's what, that's what we want in our bodies. So... It's almost as if our spirits are often ready for change, ready for growth, ready to expand, and spiritually speaking, ready to experience more of God, but our bodies aren't ready. Our bodies just miss the memo, right? They're not, they're not necessarily in tune. So how does that affect us? Again, wherever we are right now, spiritually, how does that reality affect us when it comes to experiencing more of God? That's what we're going to talk about today as we kick off the series, and in the New Testament of the Bible, we read about Jesus the night before he was arrested by the religious leaders of his day. He was wrestling with what he was about to do, and he was struggling with the immensity of what was before him. He was about to die on a cross for the forgiveness of human sin and the healing of human brokenness. So Jesus was about to take our place to pay the price. For all the ways in which we had fallen short of God's best for us. And through his death, he would forgive us and he would heal us. And he was feeling the weight of that. So he went to a garden with some of his followers to pray about this. He actually took 11 of his disciples with him, but when he got to a certain place, as they were walking through this this garden, he he took three of those disciples a little bit further with him, and then he stopped, and he asked them to pray with him, and he told them, my soul is crushed with grief. He's feeling just the intensity. Even though he was fully God, he was fully human as well, and he's feeling the weight of what he's about to do. And he asked these three disciples, Peter, James, and John, to keep watch with him while he went a little bit further alone to pray. So he shared with them, this is what this is all about for me. This is an intense moment. I need you to keep watch and pray. And then this happened. He returned to the disciples after praying for a while, and he found them asleep. Okay, so hold on a minute. Asleep. Jesus had clearly told, these are his best friends, his closest followers, he had clearly told them how important and how brutal this night was for him, how brutal the next few hours would be. He had asked them, I just need you to stay alert and present with me. That's all I'm asking. I'm going to go a little bit further alone. There's some things I just got to face alone, but I'm asking you to stay present in this with, with me and to pray with me. And they fell asleep. Now, sleep is important, okay? And uh, how many of us know sleep is important? It's a big deal. Sleep's a big deal. My family often makes fun of me because of how ritualistic I am about what time I go to bed. I am just very, very ritualistic about it. I'm a morning person. I like to be up early in the morning, which means I, I... I got to go to bed at a certain time, and I like routine. I just enjoy the routine. So I go to bed at about the same time every night, get up the same time every morning. I do that every workday. I do that on my day off. I do that when we're on vacation. It's just my routine. I go to bed at the same time, get up at the same time. My wife used to get so mad at me because we would have friends over, and if they stayed past a certain time, I would just go to bed. And I wasn't mad. I was just like, "Y'all, Yo, you guys can lock up. I'm out. And uh, so I got an A plus for sleep patterns and routines, a D minus for hospitality, you know, but I I was up the next morning changing the world. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because I just, I love routine and I know sleep is important. So Jesus is not opposed to sleep. That's important to understand. But the disciples have chosen the wrong time to take a nap. This is just the wrong timing. And not only that, but there is a metaphor here. Jesus is speaking about something more than just physically falling asleep. We'll see in a few minutes when he talks to his disciples about this. There is a spiritual drowsiness that we can fall into, where we are just not aware of what God wants to do. We're not alert. We're, we're not paying attention. It's astounding to me that just a few feet away, Jesus is experiencing the most desperate, pivotal moment of his life up until this point, and his friends are asleep. And unfortunately, if I had been there, depending what time it was, <laughs> it's very possible I might have been one of them, like Jesus, hey, you know, lock up before you leave. Just, I have got a routine. I think a lot of us fall asleep spiritually many times, even though our physical eyes are still open. We're asleep. We're preoccupied with very physical things in this world, the things that are right in front of us, in our faces all the time. We're anxious. We're overworking, overeating, overdrinking, overscrolling, overthinking. We are alert to whatever our bodies are demanding of us in the moment, but we are asleep to what God is doing. And we even have these, these devices that we carry around all the time, right? that buzz at us, and light up, and beep, and tell us there's something you just gotta see right now. This is your 583rd TikTok today, but this is the one that's gonna make it all worth it, you know? And we're just, we're just driven by these physical desires and dopamine hits that we're constantly chasing after. It's like we've pressed the snooze button spiritually. You know what the snooze button is, right? It's that thing we press when we don't want to wake up, so the decision that we were made when we were thinking clearly loses all power over us. It's like I said I was gonna get up at a certain time, I had some things that I was gonna do, and, uh, and then I, morning comes and the alarm goes off, and I press the snooze button. That's what Jesus' disciples did spiritually that night. They pressed snooze. Jesus says, I just need you to keep watch with me, and they're like, you got it, Lord, with you all the way. Absolutely. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, pray it up. (laughs) And they get drowsy and they fall asleep. Sometimes this is the sound that Jesus is sending into my spirit. And you know what I do so many times? I press snooze. Just 10 more minutes, God, of not paying attention to you. Just 10 more minutes of not being aware of the needs of others. Just 10 more minutes of ignoring the relationships that when I was thinking clearly, I said were my main priority. Just 10 more minutes of not responding to what you are speaking to me about when it comes to my character and my decisions, and my attitude, and my purpose, and the opportunities I have to represent you well in this world. And when I press snooze, my body wins the battle, and my spirit misses the moment. When it comes to our spiritual life this year, here's my question, week one, 2024, what could happen if we stop pressing snooze and start pressing in? What could happen spiritually if we stop pressing snooze And we start pressing in, why? So we can go beyond the surface and experience more of God. And for 21 days, starting Monday, that's what we have an opportunity to do at all of our locations. Every day, we will connect for prayer. And if you're new to this, if you're new to the prayer thing, we will guide you through it. We'll help you learn how to connect with God in a real way through prayer. It will not be weird, it will be powerful. At our broadcast location in Newark, We'll connect for prayer in person every day from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., every morning for 21 days. We're gonna connect together, we're gonna pray, we're gonna seek after God. At our other locations, and if you're joining us online, we're gonna connect via Zoom every evening from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. every evening for 21 days. And for some of us, do you know what it's gonna mean? It's gonna mean not pressing snooze. It's gonna require us. It's gonna mean getting up earlier than usual. It's gonna mean that we're gonna not have to wait until the last possible moment. Snooze, 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 snooze. Okay, get ready, rush out the door. We have to create some space. We're gonna need a routine. What? Just for 21 days. and we're need to create some margin and create some space for God, for others of us, if we're coming into that Zoom experience in the evenings, we're going to have to plan our evenings differently and plan our work and juggle our schedules and rest and responsibilities, we're going to have to say no to some things that we usually say yes to, we're going to have to create some space for Jesus to work in our lives, but can I tell you, when we create space for Jesus to work in our lives, it is worth it, for some of us, it is not some big spiritual thing that is holding us back from the more that God has for us. It's simply that our bodies have to show up for the appointments where Jesus has promised to work on our hearts. Every sometimes we go, okay, 21 days, how do I prepare? I need six months of advance notice. And the answer is no, you just need to show up. Right? Our bodies... I've gotta get in alignment with God and what matters to him. And when we create that space, but it's worth it, and not only that, but can I tell you, for all of us who are believers in Jesus, it matters to him. When he came back and found his disciples asleep, he said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Anybody else notice something strange about that? And who's there that night when this happens? Jesus, Peter, James, and John. They're together, which is good. That's important. It's a J group. (laughs) They're doing it right. They're together, not trying to do life alone. But there's no overlooking the fact that even though they're together, Jesus singles Peter out. Three guys fell asleep. Jesus is like, Peter, couldn't you watch one hour? When I was a little kid and I got in trouble, you know the worst thing? The worst thing was when some adult would say something to me like, Mark, I expected more of you. And I wanted to say as a kid, why? Don't you know me? Expect less. You should definitely expect less of me, not somebody you want to expect more of. Anybody ever have someone to say that? I just expected more of you. That's what Peter experiences in this moment. And by the way, Peter is probably somewhere between the ages of 18 and 25 when this happens. Most biblical scholars believe that when Jesus called his first 12 disciples, they were all in their late teens, early 20s. He is the Gen Z of the first century. He's not like some uber-mature follower of Jesus. He's not been following Jesus for 20 years. He's not like retired, has all the time in the world. No, he's just a young guy. And a few years before this, he was just a dude minding his own business. He was, he's not some great spiritual person. He's only followed Jesus for three years. But now Jesus is saying, I expect more of you. I need you to wake up. I need you to grow up, Peter. I'm expecting more of you. Now, if you're not sure what you believe about Jesus yet, you can take a pass on this next part, okay? So if you would not consider yourself a Christian, uh, you don't have to listen to this next part. If you do wanna listen to it, I always say, go to school or work and use it on your Christian friends. So tell them, I went to church and I heard this thing, but I noticed you're not doing it. <laughs> Just try it, it's fun. All right. So if you're not a follower of Jesus, take a pass on this. But for all of us who are, which I am, so this is to me. And for all of us who are followers of Jesus, those of us who believe in him, maybe experience some of of this right now, we feel like God is singling us out. Anybody else ever feel like God's singling you out? And we're kind of going, Jesus, why are you asking more of me? We may even be looking around and going, do you notice all the other people who are asleep? They're (laughs) snoring louder than I am. Why are you expecting more of me? We think God is singling us out. And you know what? He very well might be. He is singling us out. He is nudging some of us to wake up this year to believe more, to pray differently, to surrender in greater ways in 2024. Maybe to put God first in our relationships or our finances. Maybe to step up and lead others or to continue leading even though it's become difficult. Maybe to forgive people that we've been resenting because as long as we are stuck in a past moment where somebody did us wrong, we cannot move into the future that God has for us. And he's nudging us to wake up. And do you want to know why Jesus singles Peter out? Because he has enormous plans for him. Peter doesn't know it, but he is literally seven weeks away from being the first guy to stand up in front of a crowd and talk about Jesus after Jesus rises again. And so Peter should be hearing this in his spirit. And Jesus says, stop pressing snooze, man. I made a commitment to play that sound three seconds longer than you would want me to so that it would really hit home. (laughs) It's working. Sometimes we just want the noise to go away. And the noise is the voice of God saying, I have more for you. Can I just tell you that Jesus only asks more of people he wants to give more to and do more through. So I want, I want to think twice before I protest that Jesus is singling me out because he's probably not just singling me out to sacrifice something, but singling me out for a destiny he has for me. He only asks more of people he wants to give more to and do more through. So if it feels like God is singling us out, it's because he sees more in us and he wants to bring that to the surface this year. So we stop pressing snooze and we start pressing in to the more that God has for us. And I love what Jesus tells Peter. He finds him asleep. He says, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing. Peter, you don't have an enthusiasm problem. You have a showing up problem. You have an endurance problem. Your body's weak. Your spirit's willing. Your body's weak. And it's not just Peter's body that's weak. My body's weak. Your body is weak. Some would say, "Oh no, no, my body's very strong. Thank you very much. I had seven protein shakes already today. <laughs> but you have bodily desires that uncontrolled, make you weak. We all do. That's what Jesus is saying to us. Now our bodies aren't just weak. they're also awesome. I mean, Jesus is not talking down about our bodies here. He knows that they were created by God. Our bodies are wonderful gifts, even if we don't always feel like it. They're a gift from God. And for all of us who follow Jesus, God asks us not to misuse our bodies or disown our bodies or protest against the way he has created our bodies because ultimately they belong to him, not us. Part of being a Christian is to surrender control of my life over to the one who created me. So God knows that our bodies are amazing, but they are also weak. We're living in a fallen world, and we're human beings. So our bodies are weak. I have a place in our home where I exercise, and I own what I think is the world's oldest elliptical machine. It's like a 1989 Nordic track. I'm not kidding. And uh, it squeaks, but it gets the job done. And kind of it's a little thing for me, like if I could just get in a little bit more shape I earn, you know, another slightly used one. This one was like a hand-me-down to a hand-me-down to a nobody will take this, will you? That's the kind of, and, uh, but I work out, and I'm just gonna tell you right up front, some of you, if you've been coming here for a while, you've heard me talk about this before. I don't inherently love exercise. Okay, it's not something, I'm not like, what do you wanna do, exercise? No, that's not how I think. <laughs> but I have this picture printed out where I exercise, where I work out, And I've got some other kind of workout stuff there. And I've got this picture of me on on this stage leaping in the air like this. And it's not because I'm weird. (laughs) It is a reminder, I keep it there, to remind myself why I exercise. Because I love what I get to do. I love preaching on the weekend. I love leading during the week. I love developing leaders and praying and studying and preparing and making decisions. And I love all of that. I'm so grateful I get to do it. And most of the time, my spirit is willing, but I also know my body is weak. So taking care of my body is part of surrendering my life to the purpose of God for me. And I hope I have some credibility. Some of you don't need this. You love to exercise. I get it but I hope I have some credibility with the rest of us because I don't do it because I enjoy it. Now, by the end, I always am glad I did it. But to get started is like, is there anything else I could do right now? (laughs) But I love that I get to live in God's purpose for me and I need energy to do that. So I take care of my body. Now you might think, what does my body and how I care for my body have to do with experiencing God? And the answer is actually a lot. Because again, for many of us, God is scheduling appointments with us to work on our hearts, but our body's gotta show up for that to work. And by the way, I am not talking about things we can't control. So I'm not talking about health issues we can't fix, diseases and disabilities. Some of the people I know who are closest to God actually experience the most significant physical pain and suffering. I'm not talking about things we can't control. I'm talking about areas where we've lost self-control. And we just no longer, our body says something and we go, yes. What do you want right now, sugar? Yes. Sleep? Yes. Scrolling? We have just lost self-control. What we eat and drink and when and how much of it. How we sleep and for how long and when. And we've we've lost self-control when we pray and when we don't. How long we go without connecting with God. No judgment, I've been there, but what could happen in 2024 spiritually? if we would stop pressing snooze. And we would start pressing in. And this is where Jesus' solution comes in. What he said to Peter is so simple, but it's so important. First he said, keep watch. What does that mean? It means that as our lives get more and more fast paced and there is a constant barrage of things being put in front of us. Opportunities to satisfy our desires and pressing needs. That if we're not careful, we can start to mindlessly start sleepwalking through life. We're on an autopilot. We are not paying attention. We're not alert to what God wants to do. But when we begin to keep watch, we intentionally pay attention to Jesus. Every moment of our lives, we're, we're aware. We pause and we say, Jesus, what are you doing in this moment? What do you want to do? What are you speaking to me? We slow down a little bit. And we become alert to the presence of God. We're being aware of the presence of Jesus. We're mindful that there is a God who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to the power that he has put in us. And if we'll be intentional, if we'll keep watch, we will see the works of God. You know, it's never ceased to amaze me how two people can walk through a season where God is at work and one person is going, are you seeing everything God is doing? And the other person is like, I can't see God anywhere. And they're in the same season. One's keeping watch, one's asleep. So first we keep watch and then second, Jesus says, pray. Keep watch and pray. For 21 days, starting Monday, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray and fast. We're gonna tell our bodies no in some areas so that we can say a bigger yes to God and we're gonna experience the joy of the presence of our creator in our lives. You know, for me, 21 days is always this curious combination of subtraction and addition. I subtract some things from my diet and my schedule that I think I need God, adds some things to my life I had no idea how desperate I really was to have. And he wants to do the same thing for you. He wants to work in your life. And for all of us who know Jesus, God is saying, give me your body. And not just our physical bodies, although certainly that, but give me your desires. Give me, give me some of your time. Give me some of your energy. Make space for me in your life. And some of us think, well, shouldn't, but shouldn't I give my spirit to God? In fact, some of us, that's how we approach spirituality. We're like, God, I just wanna spiritually connect with you. Meanwhile, physically, I'll be taking a nap and eating Doritos, but my spirit's gonna connect with you. And God says, man, actually, I want all of you. And for 21 days at the beginning of the year, there's this powerful invitation to give our bodies to God because of all he has done for us. We give Jesus an hour a day of prayer during 21 days because he stayed up late in that garden to pray for us. And we go without food for a few meals because Jesus went without it for us. This is truly the way to worship God, not out of guilt, not out of shame, but out of a response of love and worship we stop pressing snooze and we start pressing in. Jesus, I'm, I want to become more aware of you in my life. God, I want more of your work in me and through me, for me and for others through me. So I'm glad I stayed up late that week after Christmas. I'm glad I ate a lot. It was fun for a week. That's not how I want to live my life. And now, it's time to stop pressing snooze. Because I believe that God wants to give more to me and do more through me, and not just me. I believe the same thing is true for you, that God wants to do more for you and do more through you than you can even imagine, and he's just waiting for you to say yes to the invitation You gotta bring your body to the appointment where he promised to work on your heart. So what does that mean? Come back next weekend. If you're just taking steps in your spiritual journey, especially, I encourage you to make a commitment at the beginning of 2024 that for four weekends, you've already got one down, for four weekends, you'll come to church every weekend, you'll gather like this. See what God could do through that want to invite you to participate in 21 days of prayer and fasting. Listen for the voice of Jesus saying, hey, can you give me just one hour a day for three weeks? See what I can do in your life. You have no idea. Peter had no idea what he was seven weeks from. Listen, you have no idea what you're seven weeks from. Don't sleep through it. And I'm inviting you to use this season at the start of the year to press in presence of God. Maybe you've been coming for a few weeks toward the end of 2023 and you love what you're experiencing here. You're taking steps to grow, but you haven't come to Plugged In yet. What a great way to start 2024. Come to Plugged In at your location and get involved and engaged in this community of faith. Don't sit on the sidelines, but press in wherever you are spiritually. Press in. And if you receive that today, if you would say, I want that at all of our locations, I wonder, would you just lift your hand all over the room, just hold it up high. If you'd say, that's me, I wanna press into more of God. This year online, you can participate in this. And let me pray it over us. Father, we love and honor you today. God, thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you that even when you find us sleeping, Jesus, you don't give up on us. You just wanna wake us up. And we wanna wake up. Come on, would you tell them that, Jesus? I want to awaken to everything you have for me this year. I don't wanna sleep through what you're doing. I don't wanna sleepwalk my way through my relationships or my emotions, my finances, my decisions, my priorities. I wanna wake up to what you're doing. I give you my body. I give you my life Lead me and speak to me, Jesus. And while you let him do just that, for a moment or two more, I wanna talk to any of you in the room, any of our locations or watching online right now. You don't have a real relationship with Jesus for yourself yet. Maybe you're not ready to take that step. That's okay, just come back next weekend. But it's possible that for you, you've been pressing the snooze button when it comes to a relationship with God and it's time to wake up. God's been drawing you to him and it's time for you to say yes to following Jesus. The good news about Jesus is that he went to a cross and died to forgive your sin. Every way in which you've ever fallen short of God's best, he has died to forgive that and to heal you. You don't have to prove yourself to him, you don't have to earn your way to him, but when you put your faith in him and you declare him to be leader and Lord of your life, you begin a relationship with God that'll last forever. And if you want that today, and God's drawing you to him, I'd love to lead you in a very simple prayer to take that step. So I want everyone to join me again. Just open your heart up, big to God. And if that's you today, you wanna begin following Jesus. Right where you are, whisper out a prayer of faith, something like this. You can use my words if it helps you, but pray with faith from your heart. Jesus, today, I surrender my life to you. I believe in you. You died for me and rose again, and you're real. I don't understand everything about you, but I'm choosing by faith to trust you with my life. From this day forward, Jesus, give me the power to follow you. And if that's you, again, while everyone around you stays focused on God, if you would say, I wanna be included in that prayer, I'm putting my faith in Jesus today. I wanna follow him. Would you lift your hand? Just hold it up high, boldly, all over the room. Yeah, 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 yes. Amazing, yeah, thank God. All of our locations, stretch that hand out. Online, you can type the word faith in the comments, whatever platform you're on. And make sure you share that with us on a connect card before you leave in a few minutes. But for right now, Journey, would you help me? Come on, let's give Jesus all the thanks and all the praise. Can we do that together?